We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. I am not Gianni. He's somewhere around here. We never know. He might pop in. He might not. But it's me, Tiff, your girl. And I'm joined by Jack Alfonso. Jack, say what's up to the people. What's up, y'all? Let's go, Heat. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in on your Thanksgiving Eve, your, your day before you eat a lot of things and regret it the next day. So thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, it was a good win, Jack. It was a good win. And honestly... That was a win they were supposed to get. So I love the way they looked at games where, no, you're you're supposed to win this game. What do you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, Bam's out, Kevin Love's out, but like like you said, Cavs are coming off a back-to-back, a tough back-to-back at that. So um, I don't know. The Heat have been rolling. They got to start stringing these wins together. Um, mm-hmm. This is what um, – nine of 10 right now. So, so they're rolling right now. I think, um, you know, we saw a lot of good things from people stepping up specifically, like the non-rotation big stepping up like Lando Mm -hmm. and Thomas Bryant. And then I think we saw a lot of good things from, from guys who are in the rotation, who Mm -hmm. got a lot more usage this time. I, I think we texted a little bit about Caleb got to work some stuff out. He's kind of been out of rhythm and it's been nice to see him. Um, I do just want to start off by Mm -hmm. reading off this Duncan Robinson stat line just from the first half. It's my favorite Duncan Robinson thing ever. Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, over two shooting, three fouls, team leading plus 17. That's my guy (laughs) doing it with defense. Who would have thought? Who look at well, us? Well, I mean, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I am, um, I'm enjoying Duncan this year, and you know, I I love Duncan, but there's one thing I don't love about Duncan, and it is not basketball related. So I will not go there, but <laughs> I will. Oh, look who's here, or not? All right, Jack, I'll continue. Um, Okay, just keep pushing. uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, Duncan has been extremely different this year. Duncan has, we can see this is where preparation and hard work and all those things meet at the corner. And it seems like Duncan has, he's put it all together this year, and I am, I'm enjoying it. It's not just the threes. He's taking people off the dribble. He's he's getting to the basket. He's he's still making the extra passes. Oh, okay. Come on, G. Listen, I'm at a I'm at a I'm at an undisclosed location, uh, having fun. 
I can't say. I'm looking at you, Alex Toledo. I'm looking at you, Greg Sylvander. I'm looking at you, Ethan Skolnick. I'm looking at you, all you hater ass motherfuckers. All you, all you bitches out there. Talk shit at? about my guy, about my Hall of Fame point guard. I just want you to know, I'm saying this on Tiff's postgame show on Al Gore's internet, that you guys owe that badass an apology. His BMI is worth more than your net worth, and you apologize to him and his fat ass. Okay? Now, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to go get fucked up and listen to great music. I just wanted to let you know that I have my eyes on this team, and I got my eyes on Kyle. I just want to know, best player on the floor? I'm sorry to prodigy Evan Mobley. I'm sorry to prodigy Darius Garland. I'm sorry to... I can't believe they compared Donovan Mitchell to Dwayne Wade. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer. I'm out. Donovan Mitchell did. He said he had his eyes on this team. He, he did not watch. He did not. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm whispering, Donovan Mitchell did not play. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Uh, what was I? Duncan. Yes, Duncan has been killing it. That's, that's where I was until all of that happened. <laughs> G had his gold chain on. Look at, <laughs> looking like a reject from the movie Casinos. <laughs> What's happening over here? <laughs> Leche's agendas commissioner said G cutting in live from illegal yet speaking. <laughs> I can't. Oh man. Um so just we're going to get into it really quickly now that G has done his thing and has moved on. <laughs> um uh let's talk about the fast start and what what enabled the fast start which we know it's Kyle enabled them to get out to that quick start. Um what did you see that you liked from Kyle tonight? Yeah, I mean, Kyle was incredible. I mean, it it was obviously the shooting was there. Um mm-hmm. And it helps to set the tone with, um, it was like three very quick threes. I think he finished with like four in the first quarter, finished with seven for the game. Um, that was huge. I thought he was pushing pace well. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a huge part of their defensive effort, you know, especially with, um, you know, Thomas Bryant as the starting center. And I think he played well, mm-hmm. but I, they helped him a lot by, you know, kind of sending timely help. Um right on those like Mobley post-ups because I think they were trying to attack Bryant early on and whether it was the wings or Kyle um I thought they just played smart team defense to kind of make up for maybe some of that defensive hole they had against a pretty huge front court I think mm-hmm. Mish was a huge part of that as well um he was a huge part of the like quick start I would say it was him and Kyle um just like doing things defensively Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it seems like he just picks these games to, to go off like Kyle with like four bench players <laughs> better than LeBron. I, don't know. I mean, it is, it, it really is. <laughs> I, it, it's funny because with, in conjunction with the, the fast start, we have to talk about the ball movement because it seems like we're surprised but we have to be realistic. There's been so many points within this team the last four years where all we saw was the ball sticking. Yeah. Right? I think, um, I mean, I think there's multiple parts of that. Obviously, Kyle's a huge part of that, but he's mm-hmm. been in the lineup. I don't think he's ever had a bro- problem with, like, letting the ball stick. It's the wings. I mean, mm-hmm. it's internal improvement with Duncan. Duncan's moving the ball better. Um I think Jay Rich, um, he's gotten some like some shit on this on this podcast, maybe deservedly, but I, I really like how he's been playing on both ends. Um, mm-hmm. I think like if you look at this collection of like four or five, six wings, everybody's bought in. Mm-hmm. Jaime, when they're up like thirty, still looking for the extra pass to Caleb. Yeah, they're swinging it like there's just such good chemistry with this group and mm-hmm. there's such an unselfishness where like you say the ball's not sticking like I can't name a player who it would stick on like even with Jimmy like mm-hmm. and 
we can talk about Jimmy. That dude's a troll. I'm not, I'm not happy with it. I, I texted you mid game and I'm yeah. sick of him. Um, but yeah, he was moving the ball well, despite like kind of the bad shooting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess, what do you chalk it up to other than just kind of internal improvement in chemistry? Like everybody looks I think, good. I think you, you know, you hit, you hit it on the nail when you said everyone's bought in because that's what it really, it really takes me to be happy to see you shoot. Yeah. For this to work. And everybody's gotta be happy for the next person. And that's the only way. And that's, and, and also knowing if I give the ball up and I work into space and I get myself open, the ball will find me again. Totally. You know, so it's that confidence that they have in each other. It's the ability to, want to see other people shoot because you have to to share the ball that's a willingness to want to see other people in the offense um and i think that everybody because everybody has bought into that it's easier to buy into the defense and they've bought into the defense i mean to your point on offense like it's it's that they've bought in and i think it helps them overcome Mm-hmm. This sounds weird, but like overcome hot starts because I think sometimes players can start hot yeah. and then they fall in love with themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And because we have a team of streaky shooters, right? You can't have that. Like mm-hmm. if Caleb starts four of four and he falls in love with his shot, that's a bad thing for the rest of the game. No right. offense to him. I just any of those wings, any of those players. But like, mm-hmm. I think you saw multiple players get hot. I think you saw Hawkes. Um, maybe he went like three of three from three, like he was looking good. Um, and I think he was still looking for the extra pass. He wasn't like abandoning the offense Four or four. Somebody corrected me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that allows them to kind of overcome or kind of prevent, um, shooting slumps because they're swinging it around so much and because it's so unselfish. And then defensively, like you said, like everybody's moving like Mm -hmm. all the time and you've got athletic guys on the wings there and i'm including duncan in that like he looks quicker he looks more dynamic um and i honestly i think more than anything defensively it's highsmith for me like Mm -hmm. i think it all starts with his energy we're just like every single time he's guarding somebody he is trying to poke the ball out Yep. And that's a Jimmy it's, thing too. And it stretches beyond everybody. It's interesting because I was, um, I was, I was wondering what it was going to look like with Bam. Then we find out Bam isn't playing. And, and then we realize we're getting, um, we're getting Bryant and, and we're getting um, Hamish. And, you know, the physicality is the one thing for Bryant that he's not that physical. Um, he he gets he has a tendency to get bumped off his spot, um, and the thing with Hamish is that he's just not as tall as the other guys, because he has yeah. everything else. He has the physical tools to keep up with them, but it's just the height that he doesn't have. And they did a great job. They got they got in there. They boxed out. They stood up straight. They they did a really good job. And I was I'm pleasantly surprised that they were able to. Um, kind of keep the calves forwards off guard if you under, if yeah. you know what i mean as far as like with with the, the switching in the defense and all those things um because we're still small that's the funniest thing nobody wants to talk about it but this team is still small but now they just don't play small yeah i i think it's the quick hands too just in terms of like that spacing for the Cavs was in disarray, like at multiple mm-hmm. points, because the Heat were just keeping them off balance. Like anytime right. Mobley caught it, they were sending another guy at him to mm-hmm. try to like jump on the ball. And it, you know, most of the time that kind of stuff doesn't work, but like it's not about getting the steal. It's about setting them off balance. It's about sending guys moving. And then you got like three guys, three Cavs players bunched up here. The spacing is awful. Mobley. Right doesn't have good positioning for his post up and then like you just have guys continuously flying around and it's hard to like make any sense of that it's hard to find a passing lane Mm -hmm. and it's hard to iso on that like 
I, and it makes up for like what you said is a very small team when you have the bigger guys continually off balance, it kind of negates mm -hmm. the size a little bit and it keeps people out of the paint a little bit, which kind of helped, I think, Bryant close out some of those possessions with rebounds. Right. Um, just quickly, we got to, we, we do have to touch on Jaime. We have to, because every game he's showing us something different. Yeah. And it's not, he's like, you're not, you're not going to just look at him and just get blown away. Cause he's not like, he's not dunking every other time. You know, he's not, he's not, he's not James Harden with the crossover. He's not doing all those things. Um, that guy is, he's skilled, he's steady. And even though we still don't know yet what the ceiling is, cause we have no idea who this guy can be, but for right now, he's the complete player that they need for right now, which means he still can get better. That I, I will never put a cap on him cause I have no idea. But for right now, he is the complete player that they need. Just talk a little bit about like, um, the holes that he fills for them. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, he adds to that like wing depth and adds something very specific that maybe the other wings don't have. I think he's a pretty tremendous ball handler, mm -hmm. both in terms of just pure skill, which is nice. We knew that coming out of college that he could handle the ball, like he was a huge on-ball player in, mm -hmm. at UCLA. But sometimes that doesn't translate immediately. Right. He doesn't turn the ball out over often he doesn't try to do too much too often uh, we've talked about this before on the pod where it's just like he knows what's he knows what's being asked of him at any given moment mm -hmm. and he's very willing to do that thing which is nice like he knows right. his limits he knows what he needs to do and he's not the kind of guy where like again he had 22 points that was a rookie high Honestly, I would have loved to see him play a little more out of control in that fourth right. quarter because just like, why not? You're up 30, like work some shit out. But like, mm -hmm. I love that that's not his game, that he's like playing within the team. Um, yeah, I, I think he just kind of brings kind of a like a normalization off the bench a little bit. Like, right. obviously, this is not a point guard deep team. So when Kyle Lowry comes off the floor, like you kind of go, got to go by committee with who's handling the ball. And he's been a huge part of that. Um, I think in terms of a scorer, a penetrator, a guy who can kind of create for you and create for mm -hmm. others. Um, he just gives you multiple looks there. I think, you know, we don't know what he can be, but he flashes things every time. Like I think today we saw him kind of beat some people off the dribble, which was nice, which is like, maybe the big knock against him why he didn't go super high in the draft is people didn't think he could do that mm -hmm. i don't know if he's going to be able to do it consistently but he's right he's doing it enough for this mm -hmm. heat team right now and then the back to the basket stuff i think is tremendous mm -hmm. like even when he's not scoring which he's shown he can score and score through contact he had that little and one there um right. he usually looks good there but like what's more important there is that when he gets his back to the basket he's scoring is like the second option always right. he's looking to create three pointers which is what Spo, Spo wants him to do so like this team is always going to be a team that wants to chuck three pointers with streaky shooters that's Spo's mo mm -hmm. but like being able to get inside more and go inside out is just right. going to make that way more efficient right and he's so decisive in his movement. Yeah. He knows what he wants to do. There's no fumbling around with the ball. There's no holding it until there's three seconds left. He gets the ball and he's right into his move. I, and that's the one thing like where I say he's still a young guy, but that is such a veteran thing because a lot of vets don't do that either. I mean, we've seen it with this heat team. I mean, we've right. seen, we've had so many wings who, you know, we've talked about the ball sticking, like the ball doesn't stick with him. I mean, let's talk about Bam, and this is not a shot at Bam. I love mm -hmm. Bam, and I, he doesn't do this as much anymore. But like, he did not, he had to learn over the course of multiple years what to do when he got the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, that processing had to speed up a little bit. Yep. 
in terms of like, am I making the pass? Am I like looking for kind of the DHO action? Mm -hmm. Do I just need to take it off the dribble? Like you said, Jaime is way more decisive with that stuff early on. That doesn't mean he has the ceiling that Bam has or like is going to get where Bam's going to get. Like there's a clear difference. It's not to say Bam doesn't have that like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Basketball IQ, clearly he does. Um it's just a very specific offensive thing that the Heat specifically needed right now mm-hmm. and that most rookies aren't able to provide. Um, and he's been able to provide that in like tenfold. It's been great. Right. And I just want to say quickly, I see in the chat. So Hamish finished with five assists. That's also something that's been surprising me about his game. He's not a scorer. So I, I feel like yeah. people who get mad when he's not scoring should realize he's not. So whatever you get from him, that's the icing on the cake. Whenever he scores, that's the extra. It's the other things that he can do on the court. Because I really had no, I, I didn't have any idea that he would be finishing each game with four, five, six assists every night. He's literally looking to make the extra pass, which you know, you didn't have this last year. Like these are the these are the things that where we kept saying we need wings to do certain things. Now we have guys that can do all these little things. Yeah, I mean, uh, Highsmiths. I I've seen some criticism of him here and there, where like obviously he's not scoring as much. I think the threes. You know, when he gets them, they look good. They're yeah. nice. But I I think like you said, he's making the extra pass. The thing I've really liked from him that I did not expect from him at all is when he catches the ball on defense, like whether it's through a steal or defensive rebound, he's pushing it. He's gone. And he's not out yeah. of control with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys who are the kind of like gangly and like long defenders like that, not to say he's like a, an amazing offensive operator in transition, but he's in control enough and he's right. smart enough to like when he gets the ball and he like – starts moving Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's going to be a turnover like it's not going to be the most like marvelous (laughs) play in the world but like he can score off of that but more more often than not it's just moving the offense forward right it's getting like a five on four and it's just getting that quick advantage and keeping things moving which is i think you know like what you said we've needed wings to do stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like while he's not like I've kind of like balked at like the PJ Tucker or Jay Crowder comparisons just because I don't think he fits that role. And I think that's right. a good thing. I think like right. the Heat need to move on from that. And I think we're seeing what that looks like, which is more of a committee thing mm-hmm. and just more versatility around the board. And yeah. he's a huge part of that. But they, you know, they are look they're rounding into something like and, yeah. and you can see it slowly, but surely like something's happening. Um, 
and I really like I I don't know if anybody ever watched like Star Trek or anything, but they're starting to become the Borg. And if you don't know what the Borg is, the Borg is basically like it's millions, but it's one. So it's it's millions of people, but they all share one hive mind. And like tonight, they literally all look like they had one mind. They were all pushing and fighting in the same direction. And that's hard to come by with this team on a nightly basis. Yeah, especially for players who aren't getting minutes. Like, right. I know a couple of people in chat have been saying, talking about Orlando Robinson defensively and offensively. Like, he definitely had some short moments where, like, he would, like, switch on to Darius Garland and quickly mm -hmm. be like, oh, no, I can't oh, do no. that. Like, <laughs> let me get that. <laughs> um, but, like, overall, like, he played like he's been practicing with this team, which is a stupid thing to say. Of course he has been. But, like, right. it, he's part of the Borg. Like, right. <laughs> the people who are not playing are still assimilating. Like, mm -hmm. and, and Bryant's part of that. Like, I, I think Orlando Robinson's going to get a ton of love. And I think it's nice. Like, I think we should start thinking about him maybe eventually being in the rotation eventually. Right. Bryant's been nice too. Like, I, I don't want to like, he had some of those classic Thomas Bryant moments, right. but like he's playing heat basketball yeah. as much as he possibly can. So like yeah. everybody's bought in despite their like physical limitations or whatever. Like mm -hmm. there's not like a, a person on this team when they come on the floor where I'm like, oh God, this guy's gonna like right just like take it and play hero ball. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also I feel like has bought in. We just haven't seen him in a while. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> one more thing on this game. We we gotta talk about it. Jimmy trolling. This guy. Sick <laughs> <Just take> home. <laughs> I'm convinced he was missing some of these shots on purpose. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm convinced he's resting. Yeah. Like there's just nights where he's on the court, but he's he's literally that guy that showed up and said, "I didn't come here to work." <laughs> it's like he's yeah. that guy. <laughs> he's, he's like, "I'm not going to jump." Right. <laughs> I'm not going to jump. I'm going to shoot it, but remember, I'm not jumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it and it shows in those jump shots. It, but that's it's nice that they're able to survive that. Like I, I do think, obviously, just having Jimmy on the floor playing ten percent is a huge advantage, just because mm -hmm. he's got some of the best hands I've ever seen from right. a defender. And I, I think just the gravity he attracts. I think especially in that first half, mm -hmm. people were sending everybody at him. Like. Yep. And it would have been hard for him to score, but he was like taking that Mobley matchup and he wasn't mm -hmm. doing much with it, but he was getting right. rid of the ball. He was moving it well. I don't know how many assists he ended up with, but you know, I think maybe like nine or something like he was swinging it just like everybody right. else, which is nice. Like he's definitely a troll though. And I'm sick of it. Like I, I think he, he did kind of go into this game, not just going like, I'm going to rest, but also like, I'm going to piss some Heat fans off tonight. I'm going to make right. Spo a little mad at me. I'm going to make Dan <laughs> a little mad at me. Like, I'm going to go one for five from three just to kind of, like, get everybody to shut up about my three-point shot. Right. Because like, <laughs> it's interesting because it's – I can – I guess the idea would be, like, there's no such thing as rest now in the NBA. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So, for Jimmy, this is his rest less than 30 minutes nobody played more than 30 minutes right. which is huge and then him i think he ended with 27 or so minutes right second most on the team but behind Hawkes. like that's nice sit out the fourth quarter you didn't really work that hard in the first 27 minutes you were in the game so like <laughs> he needs that i i mean we he know he can that. turn it on when right. he when he needs to and it's nice that like it's nice that this game didn't get close at any point because I think you would have seen him kind of press a little bit mm -hmm. and like whether that works or not, it's just like, I think, you know, you and I and like, and Bon and like everybody's of the same mind where it's like at this age for him, yeah. 
the less you see that, the better. As magical as it is, we saw a couple 30 games, like during the win, 30-point games during the win streak. Right. I just don't want to see that. Like, yeah, not in right. November. I don't either. I don't yeah. either. Um, all right, so we're going to look ahead really quickly. Which of these three games will Jimmy have to turn it on? So we have Friday, Knicks, Saturday, Brooklyn, and then I think Tuesday. I think Tuesday. Or maybe Monday. Either way, it's the Bucks. I mean, do we think Bam's going to play all of these games? I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get let him rest against the Knicks. Yeah, if, that's what I'm thinking. I don't, we don't really know the severity of the hip, but if it's bothering him enough, then why even yeah. play? Also, you got the win here, so maybe you just kind of like... It is a tournament game, though. It is. And I don't know if they care about that, but I care about that. And we're in a race <laughs> with the Bucks right now. They have the point differential. Right. We're 2-0. We got to beat the Knicks here. Um, I, I think that's the game. Um, he's going to have to turn it on. Like, I, I think... I think Bam plays well versus the Bucks. Obviously, Jimmy plays incredible versus the Bucks, right. which is so like I, I would I guess mark either of those two games. I think Bam specifically plays really well during the Nets against the Nets historically. Mm -hmm. Um the Claxton matchup's kind of hard. Um, but I think I just don't see Jimmy turning it on for that game as much. I, I think they can get the other guys going. Mm -hmm. um i liked what i saw from the heat last nets game and um yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> somebody said randall is going to be listed as questionable with itis. Itis. <laughs> damn yeah i mean maybe they just roll over the next maybe those guys are tired they got a little too right. much turkey in them but um, um yeah i could see that being a game where he has to go for like 28 so we're we're at the point where we're pretty much faced everybody in the east at this point almost yeah who worries you at this point because this is still it's still early so this is just based on the small sample that we have right now i mean my answer before this season and my answer now is going to be the same and it's probably going to be the same later on it's the celtics it's it's mm -hmm. only the celtics yeah i look the bucks are going to figure it out like the dame Giannis chemistry isn't quite there yet it's a mm -hmm. long season they'll figure that out but the celtics are rolling they that's the rivalry that's been like what the east has gone through every mm -hmm. single year outside of 2021 um we haven't really have we seen a full strength heat against a full strength celtics yet i don't did porzingis no. play in our game yeah no so we haven't i i gotta see what that matchup looks like you know right. like I, I think there's i've seen plenty of arguments that i kind of agree with that this new look celtics front court is kind of and it was built by the front office specifically with the heat and oh, bam yeah. in mind like the bam matchup in mind is like mm -hmm. Bam having to guard Porzingis, which means either Jalen or Jason isn't being guarded by Jimmy, and then you just don't have turnover city there. Right. Um, at the same time, it is a smaller front court, kind of, without Rob Williams. <clears throat> Horford's getting a little older. Um, right. I could see it kind of backfiring for them, and then a new look Bam kind of eats mm -hmm. their lunch a little bit, but right. I just don't know until we see it. What do you think? Um, I I definitely will say Celtics, but I think the idea is, and I'm going from last year play, last year's playoffs. While they kind of built that to be able to be combative with Bam, what they didn't realize is that yeah, so Jimmy has to pick up someone, and I am waiting patiently to see both teams full strength with Hamish and. Uh, I just, I literally just blanked on his name, just that, and Brown. Brown. Like, I want I that. Mean, I want that's that. That's the X and, factor. 
Yes. <laughs> I think everybody on the like heat <laughs> side wants that. Like I, that dude has hands. Like and he has the length and he has everything yeah. that bothers Jalen Brown. He has he has the strength, he has the length, and he has hands. He has everything that bothers Jalen Brown. Um, and we got a small taste of that in the playoffs last year. So I'm really I'm looking forward to that. But I wanna so I, I wanna ask you a question though quickly though about um Milwaukee. Because I think offensively, yeah, they'll figure out a lot of things that they're struggling with now. But here's the question that I keep saying. It's the defense that's yeah. letting them down. And the difference is, is that they don't have the defense to be able to quote unquote hide Dame or quote unquote hide the other starting guard. Like they just don't have that. And if you don't acquire it, and you don't have the skill set, it's just not its not happening. And I, a lot of people were saying, you know, that Dame is washed and all these things. The East is just different. The way yeah. that the styles are played, it's defense first with most teams in the East. And so every night, Dame is getting somebody's best every single night. And he's having to guard all these people. He's having to fight through screens. He's having to do a lot of things that – I'm not going to say he didn't really have to do, but, you know, Portland was more about how many points can he get them. They weren't really concerned about his defense. But if he's in the East, his defense has to ratchet up a notch. And I just don't think that the Bucks have the team around him that can – him or um, – I can't remember who the other starting guard is. He's also awful on defense. Um, I just don't think they have enough a- around them. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I I think you know somebody in the chat just said, "Yep, it's um, Beasley." Maybe it, Malik, Malik Beasley. Yeah, yeah, also not kind of the most <laughs> amazing defensive player. Um, I somebody said Caruso for them. I that's nice. I don't know if it solves their issues. Obviously, Caruso is an incredible defender right. and like would help things a lot. Um, but like that's not a it's not a good defense trying to get great. It's not even kind of like a mediocre defense trying to get good. It's a bad defense mm-hmm. trying to get very good. Like that's the yeah. bar they need to be at. Cause I don't yeah. think the offense is going to be so amazing that it keeps right. up with, forget us for a second, keeps up with like the other teams in the East right now. Um, whether we can like build on this offensive momentum whether Bam can, whether these wings can, and like keep up with things and take advantage of that defense, that remains to be seen. Like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling optimistic about it. But yeah, I mean, even if you look past Dame and Giannis, like you just look at, and we, everybody's kind of seen this from the Bucks for the past four or past couple of years is like they've had incredible defensive personnel around Giannis, mm-hmm. whether it's Brooke Lopez, who's been a perennial. Sorry, just got to say, John Crotty doesn't know what the word perennial means. And he said it today. He said it, he said perennial when he meant proverbial. Yeah. Just have to <laughs> put a pin in that. Moving forward, Brooke Lopez has been a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. Chris Middleton's been kind of a notorious heat killer and great two-way guy. Both those guys are old as hell right now. Yeah. Like, they're not getting younger either. So, like, that's the other thing is, like, Dame is great, and I think Dame is going to add a whole new element when they start to figure things out to their offense that's going to be legitimately really hard to beat and impossible to beat some games. But do those other guys have enough left in the tank, and do they have the roster around them um, to make up for all the other deficiencies? Because I don't love Drew. I thought he was a little bit of an overrated defender, but certainly there's a huge gap between him and Dame. Right. And... Yeah. Well, that's I, I don't know. that's the thing. Look at it in terms of like what Drew's willing to do. For instance, Drew was the one that was willing to take the challenge and guard Jimmy mm-hmm. last year because nobody else stepped up to the plate. And of course, yes, everybody thought, "Oh, Drew got cooked." Well, I mean, one, he's smaller, and two, Jimmy was just on such a roll. Let's not act like how many teams did he leave in his wake on the way to the finals? Like 
everybody got cooked by Jimmy. So it wasn't just Drew. But I feel like you gave up, you know, I, I get what you what you thought you needed, but you gave up the steadiness of of a guy who who can score, but more importantly, who's a team guy who plays great defense, who played great defense for your team, um, who's willing to take the tough matchups. Um, so it, it's interesting because while you had someone who already got over the hump with you, you you thought you needed, you know, I guess I'm going to say more of a scoring punch where maybe you could have gotten it somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, but also like, I, I think also teams maybe in working things out and every team's going to kind of discount the heat a little bit, except for the Celtics who will respect the heat more than the heat respect the heat. But like right. you, you kind of look at the, the math problem they did with mm-hmm. like, we've got to kind of outscore Jimmy. We have Giannis for Jimmy and stuff. And we've got like kind of Brooke playing drop or whatever. Um, I think if Bam continues to grow the way we've seen him grow game by game as an offensive player, whether Mm -hmm. it's getting to the line, the jumper looks better, just picking his spots better, being a little more decisive like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Like that's a thing these teams haven't accounted for. And like if you have Giannis guarding Jimmy, like – Brooke is not at the stage of his career and Bam's at the stage of his career where I'm that's Daniel Tice to me. Like you're eating. Yeah. And like you send Giannis at Bam and then it's Jimmy going for 60 instead of 56. Like, so I, I think again, it's really early in the season and like Bam's got to continue to work on this and continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody's got to stay healthy and stuff. And we'll, we'll kind of see what that looks like, you know, what this team looks like in March or so. But, like, if Bam is what we think he is this season, the math has changed for all of yeah. these matchups in the East in a way that, like, I don't know if there's a quick answer on the trade market for the Celtics or the Bucks to solve that. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. I also think that... Um, the first time since the bubble, they got bodies. And when I mean yeah. bot, and you know exactly what I mean, they got bodies. So when Giannis is doing his unbarreling to the hole, the Heat have bodies. Now they got players they can rotate through. So they got three or four guys that can be on him on a nightly basis during a seven game series. Yeah, I mean, it's versatility on both ends. Like, they've got – and, again, I, I don't want to be, like, singling one guy out because it's all of them, but I think Jay Rich is, like, the perfect example of, like, how many bodies they got because, like, mm-hmm. he's not number one, he's not number two, he's not even right. number three or four. Right. But he's there, he's fighting hard, yep. he's making better decisions on both ends. Like, the shooting is – we know Jay Rich. It's going to be there or it's not going right. to be there. But whether it is or not, like, he's not making dumb decisions on offense usually. Like, the shots he misses or air balls, they're usually good shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then defensively, he's fouling less. I think he's constantly committing, which is yeah. huge. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't feel bad putting him on – kind of one of these better star players just for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. um, or just having him like fly over to switch on to some guy. Cause like, I don't know. I, again, we saw this team going up 30 plus and, and I saw Jay Rich flying across the floor, like mm-hmm. helping and stuff. And that's part of the buy-in and like that translates to the playoffs because that kind of commitment can lead to a lot of like yep. overcommitment or mistakes. And the more you do that now, like the more things move on a string and the more like you sending those bodies over, mm-hmm. like doesn't result in like an open lane or like a stupid reach and foul or whatever. Right. Like, like you said, they've, they've just got guys to send. 
um, which we couldn't have said for past heat teams. Right. Um, and to kind of wrap this up, the, the, the matchup that heat Twitter wanted that they did not get, I mean, they got it, but it, they didn't get it. <laughs> uh, Max versus Duncan. Did they just like look at each other and just like shiver? Like what? I don't, we did not I was, get the shootout that we thought we were getting. <laughs> I I don't know. I it was kind of tough for me, and don't get mad at me. I thought anytime George George Niang took a three, I was like, oh look at Struess go, and like I'm just not watching that closely. No, uh, you're not. Like, <laughs> you're not. Like, it. Yeah. I I honestly thought. Um, the um like i i figured at some point the wheels would fall off for the calves considering they went to double overtime last night um yeah. but i thought they would at least have a little bit more mm, to start it so i thought you know max would get more touches in the beginning just to get to get some you know get some shots up but like once you saw they didn't have it just they just it never came and usually if you're going to play a double overtime you're, you're not going to get it the next night and you're you know and you're short you're without three rotation players so it was never they if it was going to come it was going to be the first quarter if it if, if it didn't come then yeah. it wasn't coming i, I think bicker staff clocked that too like mm -hmm. in in terms of like how early he took guys out like yeah you kind of felt like they were only down like 21 or whatever going into the fourth and like that's a winnable game yep um sometimes especially in the, NBA, it in is. the fourth quarter <laughs> in the end that's the thing like people talk about the heat blowing leads and they do blow leads but like 20 points in the nba now is is really kind of nothing right. um and but like yeah, I, I, I think they clocked that they didn't have it quick. Um, I didn't think Struess looked bad. I just, you know, like you said, they it would have had to come early and they would have rode that wave. Um, there really just wasn't a time for the Cavs to kind of get into the game. And like, I don't know. I'm like really happy for him overall. Like, obviously, yeah. I think he only had like six points or whatever, but like, it seems like he's kind of been a leader for that Cavs team. Um, somebody said he looked annoyed with his team tonight. Fair enough. Like maybe I, he I think he be, did because I like... think he wanted to get off. He wanted to get off about ten shots, ten threes at least. Yeah. I think. Um, and I get it because you know this is your ex, and you want to like show out. But I feel like where a lot of people kind of like. They they miss the quietness about it. Like he's averaging career highs in every statistic Everything. this year, um, and I yeah. think um, I think he's still leading the team in minutes. Also, like he is. He's been great. Yeah, he's he's been what they've needed because they've kind of looked like the Heat this year, where nobody's healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, so they 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 put these wins together basically with straws because they haven't had a consistent starting lineup since the first game and they figured out little ways to get wins and things like that. But he's, you know, he's one of the guys and somebody said they're happy that Max beat the allegations that he's a system player. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. <laughs> it's, and I, I think it's specifically, talking to Cavs fans over the offseason, he's exactly what they needed. Just they needed right. somebody to take threes, let yeah. alone make them. Right. And, like, he takes threes. And, the, like, I don't say that in an insulting way. Like, he's making them this year. And he's made them historically at a good rate. But, like, it's almost more important to have a guy take threes, yep. if that yeah. makes it. You just need a guy who is, like, there the defense cares about and, like, if he catches it and he's open, right. he's going to launch it. And like, I think Cavs fans have been shocked, like pleasantly surprised by his versatility. Like, you know, he's had a couple highlight real plays, like the defense is solid for them. Like he's exactly what they needed. Um, I don't know. He's kind of, I think he was a little like, 
annoyed with Jason Jackson though today in the pregame interview. But maybe that was just me reading into it. I, I didn't think see it. Like, I didn't see it. It was like it was kind of really loving where Jason Jackson was like, ah, Max, you know, we miss you. We, lo we love you. Um, and then Max was kind of just in a mode where it's like, all right, I, I kind of want to kill y'all though. Like, <laughs> like, get away from me. Like, it was, it's like a weird, like, it's a, the weird dynamic phenomenon to interview somebody pre game and shoot around as the opposing right. team's media, you know? Right. So he's like, I, right. I don't want to think about y'all right now. Like, y'all aren't my friends. Um, I don't know. But like, he seems focused this year. Like, I, I yeah. think. I, I think people saying like the annoyed thing, like I'm sure there's truth to that, but like more than anything, it's it's like vocal leadership, mm -hmm. like making sure people are, are like when they lose by 30, that it's not just like a, a second night of a back to back. What are you exactly. going to do? It's like, hey, like can't happen. Yep. Yep. No, I agree yeah. 100%. Um, all right. So on that note, what do we go? What do we go this weekend? Two and zero, or do we split? It's Nixon, Nixon Nets, Nixon Nets. I say we go two and zero. We're winning this Knicks game. We're winning this tournament. All right. Bucks better watch out. All right. Yeah, I think we're capable of two and zero. They are definitely I, capable of winning both games. Last year, I would have said they split though. <laughs> I think they get it. I, 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 I mean, you go in there and play like you played tonight. You get both of them. Yep. I that's, mean, got that's pretty much it. Yeah. Want to say quickly before we yes. we hop off, shout out to Pokey Sticks who mentioned mm -hmm. in the chat they just had a daughter. And the Heat are two and zero since the birth of their daughter. Oh, congratulations! Um, so let's keep it rolling. Let's make it four and zero. Keep having those kids, Pokey Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I want to thank everybody for showing up tonight. Um, Gianni is somewhere with his shirt unbuttoned and a thick <laughs> ass. I sell cocaine gold chain on. I don't know what's going on in his life, but he's celebrating Kyle Lowry somewhere. So everybody enjoy your holiday. Eat a lot. Rest a lot. Tell somebody next to you you love them. Take care. Good night.